my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand new I'm in love with your body Всем привет, меня зовут Саша Гудков, и у меня есть одна супер не смешная история про английский язык, потому что я начал учить его только с августа. Ему нужно было отвезти подростков в ферфлагерь. И человек, который ездит в другую страну не за английского языка, мне кажется, было странно. Допустим, отпустит руку у ребенка. Что я могу сказать? Шарка и Учить английский язык. Самое страшное, что никто не поехал в Австралию. Короче, афера не сработала, а английский продолжай учить. Listen to Capital FM. Yeah. Capital FM. Moscow. Зачем просто слушать музыку, если можно еще и учить английский? Capital FM Moscow. 105.3. The latest news now. The emergency ministry says high winds are expected on Thursday in Moscow. Forecasters have declared a yellow danger level and predict winds gusting up to 17 meters per second. People are being advised to stay inside, keep their windows shut and not to park vehicles near trees and billboards. Nearly 20 kilometers of new roads have been built in Moscow since the start of the year. Officials say the building department plans to build 115 kilometers of roads this year along with several tunnels, bridges and other road improvements. 124 kilometers of new roads were built in the capital last year. That's an absolute record for the city. Moscow, Shremetyevo, Domodedovo and Vnukovo airports handled nearly 19 million passengers in January to March. That's almost 10% up on the first three months of 2017. The most popular international destinations were to Istanbul, Bangkok, Larnaca, Phuket and Dubai, while domestically it was Sochi, Simferopol and Anapa. Around 2.2 million tickets for this year's Football World Cup have been sold since mid-September. That's 80% of the total amount. FIFA says nearly half of them in Russia. Other tickets ordered were for spectators from Colombia, Brazil, Germany, Peru, the US, Mexico, Australia, Argentina and England. And finally, the euro has added 12 kopecks against the Russian currency, with the dollar adding 9. The official exchange rate for Thursday for a dollar is 61.75 rubles. One euro will cost 75.33. Rated 4 out of 10 on Moscow's roads. According to our interactive map, driving time to Vnukovo Airport from the city center is about an hour and around 40 minutes to get back into central Moscow. You will spend about 70 minutes on your way to and from Demeredova, while driving time to Shrimitiva Airport is around 80 minutes each way. 11 degrees Celsius in Dublin, 16 in Shanghai, 19 in Nairobi. Overcast skies, occasional showers, and up to 14 degrees Celsius are expected in Moscow tomorrow. That's about 57 Fahrenheit.
That's all from me this hour. Dmitry Shulganis, studio. Bye for now. It's uh, Wednesday evening, 9pm, and I'm here in the studio. Uh, well, we're just about to be joined by Katarina Bishkova, who's raced in from an art exhibition. Uh, we have, of course, Dimitri still here with us in the studio. So, Dimitri, um, those ticket sales, uh, you know, it's more than half of the tickets have been sold already to Russia, correct? No, just a bit under 50%. Just a bit under 50%. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was actually it was it, it was up. So, listen, how, how is it going overall in ticket sales? I mean, what what uh, any other stats or information you've been picking up from that? Well, eighty percent—that's good amount. So we have got a, a couple of more weeks, or so maybe several weeks, and, to the go, top, and then and and where are the main countries are being sold to? I mean, I, I just actually missed that very very last bit on the on the where what? Where are the main tickets being sold to? Oh. Ooh. Colombia, Brazil, Germany, Peru, the US. Oh, the US is on top, I think. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Mexicans there and the Although English people and the whole lot. So. The American side failed to. Well, of course, yeah, they, they're not coming. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, they would have brought more, of course. But a lot of Americans are big, big fans of football. Oh, the yeah, that's is true. Booming. Yeah, so that's true. they're going to come regardless. I mean, it is surprising to see that the uh, the British, the, well, British or English numbers are down. But you know, that's you know, I, I, I guess they're not holding out much help for their t- hope for their team. What is that? Fan safety or something? Like that? Possibly, I don't know. could I don't be know. fan safety. Yeah. Could be fan safety. So, but it, it shouldn't be. I mean, there should be. We're going to discuss that later on the show. So, uh, okay, Dimitri, thank you very okay, much. Cool. We'll see you at the top of the next hour. Yep. Uh, Okie doke. So, as I said, it's Wednesday night, nine p.m. It's Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Uh, I am Alan Moore. Very, very good. Just speaking to the microphone yet, Katrina. I know you're just like running in, sweating and panting. But, almost, uh, yes, exactly. Almost. <laughs> and of course, uh, Nikki Stay. She's spinning the tunes for us tonight. Hi, so what have you guys got for us tonight? Well, we have all the best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews in the world of sports. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Frankie Ball, but we'll try. Yeah, yeah, Frankie Frankie was great. And Steve Foreman was, he was was jealous that he didn't uh, get in to meet uh, Frankie. But Steve, do not worry, next time you will. (laughs) However, tonight we have another Irishman in studio and one on the phone. Uh, Here shortly, we are going to have Russia Today's Andrew Farmer. And on the phone from England, we will have Sky News' Enda Brady. Not Enda, I've spelled this N. Aina Brady, but it's Enda Brady. It is Enda. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but first, we have lots of news. We'll start with English news, then Russia and European. All football for the moment, and we also have another manager leaving. More later. Yeah, and we will have a bit of tennis as well. <laughs> we will have tennis. And yeah, I should of mention course, as well... But that we, we have to discuss it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible news for Russia. We will yeah, discuss that's it. true. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, we already, at the, just to lead into the show in the last year, myself and uh, Nikki were having a chat about the Champ Talks last week. So we'll, we'll discuss that later on and your impressions of... Uh, Dimitri, that was nice. Dimitri said, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Nikki, you see the big, big smile on her face, big dirty smile on her face, go, oh, that was nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. You still don't know me very well. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I know you <laughs> Okay. Um, now I'm worried of what you were doing in Paris. Like, you know, <laughs> don't just stick your tongue out of me. <laughs> Sorry. Back to sport. Right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. It's uh, so, okay. Well, later. Later, later, later. So, okay. Well, here goes. So, the FA Cup uh, was in focus last weekend, but Liverpool uh, warmed up for their clash with Roma uh, last night by drawing 2-2 with West Brom. In uh, two games, actually, West Brom, they've picked up uh, almost 20% of their, like, 
points total to date from 33 games so they're doing they're doing pretty well now uh, too late of course uh, they should have started at that in uh, August and September uh, Arsenal they hammered the hammers of West Ham 4-1 in their warm up for tomorrow's showdown with Atletico Madrid Man City tamed the Swans of Swansea City 5-0 while Ivan Korsh's Stoke they missed the chance to go ahead of 18th place Southampton by only drawing 1-1 with European place chasing Burnley. Uh, yes, Southampton look doomed now and are four points from safety. Even though there is four games to play, it doesn't look like they're really going to survive. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it's, 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 it's bad. And we, they thought, that, like last week we said, they would have the cup to fall back on, but they were beaten 2-0 by Chelsea on uh, Saturday. And yes, the pensioners they're going to meet... We called it here. We says Man United, so good play Man United in the final. So United they ease through with two one win over Spurs. So the Mourinho Conte match that's going to make this final probably one of the most anticipated FA Cup finals for a long, long time. Going with the personality clash. Now Conte he's going to be leaving Chelsea uh, this summer, so he's going to leave with hopefully he wants to leave with a trophy. And Mourinho has to have something to show for spending massive amounts of money and only finishing second. Uh, so no, he won't get fired. A lot of Man U fans want to get him fired, but no, he won't. Uh, this weekend has some big matches down for decision. Sunday, I think, is particular. Manchester United Arsenal kicks off at 4.15, especially with the news about Arsen. Yeah, Arsen Wenger. So he, he basically <laughs> said that he's stepping down in the summer. Our um, favourite team. Exactly. Yeah, we, we, we've brought that up quite a number of times. And when we had uh, Andy McLean from Rush today, when he was in with us, he said that you know he felt that Arsen would go uh, in the summer, but he was going to leave the club in worse shape than if he left, like, say, two years ago. Of course, uh, when I was home and I asked uh, Shamrock Rovers, Stephen Bradley, the manager of Shamrock Rovers, who, of course, played under Arsene Wenger at Arsenal, uh, he said it was time, but you know that's the man deserved the respect. So yeah, he's going to leave the end of the season, uh, but he's uh, battling for us a European spot in the league, and he has him, of course, in the Europa League semis. He made the League Cup final with them, where they lost to Man City. But you know, this is the end for Arsenal. We told before about no love being lost between Wenger and Mourinho. Do you think this will change now? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Mourinho, he, he, he won't forget that easy. Uh, Wenger as well, especially after the whole... Well, when we discussed this before, but he called him like a voyeur, which is a very loaded... Uh, well, it's not a company, loaded term uh, many, many years ago. But who knows? I mean, Alex Ferguson wrote a lovely sort of like, a, let's say, testimonial for uh, Wenger. So maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Okay, we'll see. Liverpool plays Stoke on Saturday at 2 p.m. This is Stoke's last chance to stay in the Premier League. But after last night, I'm afraid for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Stoke are gone. Like, I mean, Ivan, when he was here with us, he said, no, Stoke are doomed. They're gone. He had no hope. But hopefully they can go down, rebuild and come come straight back up. It's going to be tougher. Going well, to be very tough. sometimes miracles happen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> miracles do happen, but not usually not usually for Stoke City. But, well, it could sometimes happen. Sometimes when you don't expect it. Exactly. I mean, it could be. It's, listen, it looks like it's happening right now for Siska Moscow in the um, in the Premier League. Because yeah, exactly. In Russia, you know, because uh, having lost in penalties last week in the Russian Cup, we reported on that, of course, to Tosno, because we were at the, the Lokomotiv game when Lokomotiv drew nil last week. Um, Tosno, they're going to play Avangard Kursk, who beat Shinikaroslavl in the other semi-final. Uh, that Cup final will be in Volgograd on May 9th, a very symbolic date to play it. Uh, of course, uh, then probably it, or Victory Day, um, down in Volgograd. Uh, Spartak, they fell on Monday night to Mike Grozny 3-1. Now, while Manny have turned on Carrera for his fitness regime, he got rid of all the old fitness trainers, brought in his old Italians, which have kind of questionable links. You know, the club have turned on him for not getting results. Uh, he's, uh, he was two games from the sack last autumn. He's gone now? Yeah. Um, they, they, he, if he finishes lower than second, there's a clause <laughs> in his contract that says he goes. So, Spartak are going to... They'll pay him six months and get rid of him. So, that's... 
he signed a contract. That's what he agreed to. So it looks like it. But he, yeah, but now it looks so tricky. Everything which is in top four. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's wide open. I mean, there's nothing. You throw a blanket over all of them, including Lokomotiv. Well, Lokomotiv now are actually in a stronger position than, say, last weekend. Yeah, because of the Spartak, okay. Yeah, Spartak blew it again. But anyway, um, look, he and Mancini from Zenit, they're going to go this summer. Uh, Mancini, I mean, that makes sense because he's just been terrible. Massimo, well, if he had been given the support he needed and uh, kind of like got rid of Promis and Samedov, who kind of had been dragging him down a little bit, and if he was allowed to strengthen during the, the winter window, I mean, you know, they, they wouldn't be trading locomotive. They would be ahead of them, I believe. Um, and if if he's given some help this summer, he would possibly win the league next season. But what Mister Fedun wants, he gets. Yeah, Rush mentality, wanting results yesterday is like tennis. And okay, then there is also pressure on both men, by the way. Both have big budgets and have to win. So Spartak's players feel that pressure and pressure we saw is counting for Loka too. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, dead right. And we discussed it so many, so many times. Yeah. yeah, even at the stadium show we're talking about, like, it's, it's there non-stop. Like, I mean, and yeah, but I'm, as a sportsman, I, I know this. Yeah. See, the, the, like, I, it, it's tough to explain honestly and I understand players and I understand coaches and uh, the, the closer you are like to this trophy uh, the worst uh, tremor you got the <laughs> harder the it point. is exactly <laughs> like when you're serving for the match you have to have stairs of, nerves of steel you know when you see you that like it's heavy legs you know everything you couldn't move exactly the ball becomes <laughs> so tiny yes. the ball looks like a marble like your your legs feel heavy your arms like your shoulders tighten up it's, it is purely psychological it is psychological it is, which it then is. affects your physiology so yeah and that's happened with Lokomotiv guys who normally just flow okay come on we watch both matches so I mean <laughs> oh, I know we suffer through both matches I mean yeah, and Shogun has that like I mean he, he, he has a defensive mentality so that's tough to take in any case um, but anyway look uh, last Wednesday Lokomotiv drew nil with Akhmat okay Akhmat then went on to beat uh, Spartak uh, and on Sunday it was the same with Ufa um, you know but ultimately they're six points up three games to go but the team they're six points up on are galloping hard behind because they're called the horse, horses uh, so Siska Moscow I mean they need to win all three matches that's that's true and hope the local lose all three or you know kind of don't come good in the end but it looks like a dark horse is chasing and will nip that second place away from Spartak Seska Moscow beat Krasnodar, another contender, on Sunday 2-1. And if they cannot lose to Zenit on Sunday in St. Pete, they'll stay in the Champions League qualifying position. That is true. So top three go into the Champions League. First two go into the groups, as far as I know. And the third one, uh, as uh, Ivan Korsosami, goes into the qualifiers. So Loco are almost assured of a place in Champions League. They just need two points to finish third. Though with the next three matches, is going to be very, very tight. This weekend, they're away to Krasnodar. Then hope does any of them May 5th, where we'll be, of course. And we have a big giveaway for that as well. And away to Arsantula on May 13th. They have a much harder running than Spartak. They all do. Zenit, Seska, Loka. Spartak have it easier. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Spartak are away to Amkar this weekend. That's at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And then they're home to Rostov and Dinamo. Now, listen, mentioning Dinamo. Uh, they won. <laughs> the weekend <laughs> away to Ska. They are 11th, nine points ahead of Anje and Tosno in 14th and 15th. But they are only two points ahead of Rostov and Amkar in their 12th and 13th. Exactly. So, unlucky 13th is the last relegation playoff spot. But the main thing is not to be relegated automatically. So, should Dinamo get one point for the last three matches, they will inv- avoid this ignominy. 
Dinamo at home to Rubin on Monday. Kickoff is 2 p.m. out in Himki. Tickets are available from the club website and on the day. Since they are the only Moscow club in action this uh, holiday weekend, you should get out to see them. Yeah, I mean, enjoy. Hopefully the weather will be better than last weekend because last weekend was terrible. Uh, so, yeah, local that game is on Monday. Uh, though they're down in lovely Krasnodar. Kickoff is 7 p.m. If local get a draw, they'll be well set for next week's match with Zenit. The war of attrition. Yes, and we'll discuss that more <laughs> after the break because that's what it is. And we have two VIP tickets give away for that May 5th which is almost a sellout match there are no VIP tickets left so we will give those tickets away um, in the second segment or well the second or third segment so be ready to phone in to message in on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. however we're going to play out with a song because of what's been going on the last little while there have been some pretty crazy nights um, and this song is over 30 years old it was the band's first ever top 10 hit in the UK it peaked number 4 and it's a walkout song for the Liverpool supporting darts player you can't really love darts from England, Mr. West. <laughs> you Newton. too. Yeah, yeah. I do. Well, no, I'm not good at it. Uh, and it's a favourite for sports event DJs the world over. This is Kiss and Crazy, Crazy Nights. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Cause that's who I am Ooh. These are crazy 
is Becky Hayes. Listen to the BCM Radio Show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3. Every Friday at 1am on Capital FM Moscow. I like the way you do your... Turn it up! The one only English-speaking station in Moscow. Welcome back to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore. And of course, Nikki Stacey has been spinning the tunes for us. Uh, now we're going to welcome in our, our first guest of the evening just in just a moment. However, for that giveaway, okay, so on May 5th, you have to be ready to come to the Erzade Arena to be with myself and Yekaterina, not in the literal sense, just in the actual physical sense. Uh, anyway, so um, I get because <laughs> Nikki's I... grinning at me, and, I, and I'm, I'm getting embarrassed now. So anyway, <laughs> you're laughing. But you always do so. Do I know, I know. Everybody I'm terrible. Get used to I just it. get red. <laughs> get red. So basically, um, all you need to do on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three, write in the following thing, all one word: go local, G O L O K O, and you'll go in to a draw. Now there'll be prizes for. Pretty much everyone goes in, so we've got three prizes. The main prize is two VIP tickets to uh, spend a lovely time with us at the Erzade Arena for the game on May 5th, which should be the title is, the title is either between Lokomotiv Moscow and Zenit St. Petersburg. Okay, so go local plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three and on Viber as well. So get messaging in right away. Okay, so last night there was European football, some really, 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 really excellent action because Liverpool took Roma apart some terrible defending from Roma and from Liverpool as well uh, so we did pick Liverpool to win or at least to get to the final so they won 5-2 last night a huge disappointment by the way to Roma were they so dominant Liverpool surely this shouldn't happen now in the group okay but now I know I know it is because like it's just like, Liverpool are very very good I myself Danny Armstrong uh, Andrew Flint and a few others we, we were at uh, the Ocriti Arena when uh, Liverpool I don't know how they didn't beat Spartak, but Spartak played out of their skins and drew 1-1. Um, and that was when Massa was about to be fired, Massa career, of course. Uh, and that's looking very, very good now because Liverpool just love to play football. On subject of loving to play football, our first guest has arrived in. Welcome back, Andrew Farmer of Russia Hello, today. Hello, nice to be back all, again. Has, <laughs> all has been forgiven. What? I know she put that in the script out. Yeah, what do you mean by this? We well, see, because it has to be for her because she's still not forgiven for having a, a bad musical taste, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about my request that never got played. Yeah, it's not exactly. that bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, okay. Oh, it wasn't all roses and wine last night in Elfield, though. There was a stabbing by Roma fans outside the stadium. Yeah, okay. What yeah. happened? Well, that look... Um, I know, and I'll just jump in on this because I mean, there was an Irish fan who was over, of course, a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> uh, lots of Irish supporters supporting Liverpool, and man, you, um, and Wolves, of course, as well. But anyway, uh, basically, some Roma fans attacked him outside and stabbed him outside the stadium. So there's been a number of incidents of this. Uh, Dan Roan, who'll be a guest of ours in two weeks' time uh, from BBC, he. Um, you know, has sort of listed the uh, occasions when Roma fans have attacked other fans, like stabbing them, beating them and so on. And, and some friends of mine who support CSK Moscow, when they were in 2014, October, November, I think it was, they were in Rome to watch CSK Moscow play uh, Roma and they were beaten up by fans on the way into the stadium. There were two guys with their wives and inside the stadium then they were attacked by police. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a, a, an awful ugly side of football, but, you know, it's, yeah, uh, it it's, it's unfortunate. Well, but uh, based on the result, you know, 5-2, it's like fans could be frustrated. Exactly, exactly. So it's just this one, one of those issues. So Italians are hot people. 
Exactly. <laughs> so listen, back onto football in any case. So we could have another classic match tonight between Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. That's kicking off before we end the show. And uh, DJ Nikki Stay has said that she will update our listeners all the way through the night, up until midnight, as to the uh, final score. Of course, kicks off at 9.45. Now on Thursday, tomorrow, we have Arsenal and Atletico Madrid and Marseille and Red Bull Salzburg. They're booking off at 10.05. So this week, we could have very, very big time. So kind of that, that song by uh, Kiss, Crazy Crazy Nights, could apply to us this week. So, okay. So, uh, we have some information. Before we go to, to our first caller, we have some information on the hockey results of KHL finals. Yeah, Agbar Kazan were crowned KHL champs for the third time when they beat CSKA Moscow 4-1 in the best of seven series. Uh, well, what what can I say? Yeah, <laughs> I was, was surprised, shocked. by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this <laughs> Actually, guy was yeah, like, yeah, I asked you a couple of times how that happened, but... I wouldn't. No, it, I don't understand that much in yeah. hockey, but I will. So in <laughs> January, myself and Andy, we said this before in air, that, that we were at a Spartak game that I was going for a couple of sports. Um, Andy, what, what did you think of like, I mean, the, the atmosphere of hockey? I mean, it was very good. It? I remember at the time, you laughed because I said the uh, canteen to supporter ratio was very good at the stadium. That's true, yeah. Just, yeah, but, but, yeah. No, the facilities overall were really good, and the game was good. It's a long, old... I'm not really an ice hockey fan, but it was a long, old um, uh, stretch as well, wasn't it, when you... By the time bring in all the breaks in play and everything else. It's a three-hour spectrum. It is, yeah. It, it's, so I enjoyed it as, yeah. a, as, a, as a neutral going along for something I haven't seen very often. It's still worth worthwhile. Excellent. Yeah, it is. It is fun. So, uh, last weekend uh, saw some well, some tennis action in the shape of the Confederation oh, 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 oh. Cup for women, uh, and more disappointment for Russia. Uh, yeah, tough topic for me. <laughs> Let, let's discuss this. Actually, uh, I got some call from also some sport resources, and they asked me uh, about like um, what is my reckon if uh, Russia is going to win. Will it be tough or what's going on? They and played Latvia in the... Yeah, in the actually it was a tough match, honestly, to say, because like Sivastavo and Ostapenka, who's like uh, still a French, French uh, champion, and uh, she had like half season not that good, but now she's coming back. And uh, even if it was in Hantimansisk so far, with all this time difference, but... It was tough, but I actually I was counting with the uh, girls' doubles. Like uh, I, I was thinking, it could be they two win, all. Yeah. And Visnina Makarova, yeah, our best doubles, double. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they uh, they again did final in Miami, and like with all these good results, last results, they definitely would be uh, like favorites. You know, they would win, but unfortunately, it was one three, and uh, actually, no one expected it, of course. Exactly. And, and now they have uh, <laughs> another. Strong match to stay in the like this. in the world group. Yeah, I mean because we've got a, the Czech US final. Uh, Russia going to struggle itself. So is this kind of um, is this a low point for Russian women's tennis? Uh, is it yeah. going to be tough for them to stay in the in the world group? They will not stay in the world group now. They have to they're, stay they're in the group one. <laughs> no group. No, they are out of uh, group oh, one. Group two. Yeah, now they're group in the group two. two. It's like uh, and Davis Cup also is the same. You know, now they have to play for staying in the world group two. Oh, and if they drop to group one then they're down yeah, and like we have uh, very Serbia, good. Croatia and the whole lot and, uh, yeah it's quite quite good but for women is is more or less okay I think next 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 year they will uh, come but back but for men I don't know because they have to play Belarus and uh, these guys are also tough you know especially if they play uh, there in Minsk for example they they love to play this uh, uh, team matches 
they 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 do all 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 the best. Exactly, because they're playing for national pride. So, okay, listen, we're going from one of last weekend's big sports events to another. In London, the marathon took place, and uh, while most eyes were on Mr. Well, Mr. Uh, Mo Farah, there was another superstar competing in, I believe it's his 20th, or completing his 20th marathon. This is the same man who's already completed three Moscow marathons, and he'll be doing his fourth this coming September. But he'll be back to cover the World Cup for Sky News in the meantime, so making his long-awaited debut on Capital Sports, welcome the Yellow Belly Ender Brady. <laughs> Good evening. To speak to y'all. So that, that's Hello. Andy. That's Andy. Andy. Good evening, Ender. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, Ender. Is it, explain what is a yellow belly first of all, because people are looking at me. What does a yellow belly mean? Okay, so in Ireland, County Wexford is where I'm from, and each county in Ireland, there are 32 counties in Ireland. Each county has colours for their football and hurling teams, and in Wexford, we have yellow as part of purple and gold is our colour in Wexford. And for some reason, we get called the Yellow Bellies. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just a Gaelic football nickname going back a hundred plus years. And I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, it is kind of weird because I'm, I'm listening to you on the phone, and here beside me, of course, is uh, Andrew Farmer. So, Andrew, of course, who you who you, you shared digs with in Leeds many many years ago, um, years ago, yeah, twenty years ago, yeah, and he, and he has some great stories <laughs> about playing X or PlayStation. Sorry, the, the, time the very that. first PlayStation, very, PlayStation when, he, <laughs> when when he was losing, he would turn the machine off. What? Stop off in, a, in a huff. If, if you ever so were that was the least of the crimes going on in our house at the time. <laughs> <I> terrible, <laughs> terrible temper. <laughs> well, he's very calm here today. You know, I'm, I'm Nikki. You and I have to be very, very scared because we've got Catchy who loved to break rackets, and Andy who used to love to turn off, so they could turn off all the equipment and stump out the door. Anyway, um, but I mean, it's great because, uh, of course, Andy's mom uh, comes from Monaghan, which is like next door to my dad's, where my dad is from, and you're from Enniscorthy in Wexford, where my mom's family are from. Great stuff, yeah. Great County Wexford. Monaghan, less so. I mean, ah, you know. you let them away with that. You know, <laughs> look, as long, listen, Enda, as long as he's not from Meath, that's the, that's the only saving grace that he that's, has, you know. Yeah. These, yeah. So everyone oh listening, these God, are Irish these... regions. Yeah. All these <laughs> terrible places. But Wexford is the best I did Wexford leave a long time one. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have any choice. <laughs> so listen, uh, Andy, of course, uh, Andy, of course, had told us um, uh, about the, the, the marathons and so on and said, like, you, you started look, relatively late, let's say, in your sports career running marathons so like what 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 inspired you to start uh, running marathons and why are you still running them so the london olympics in 2012 inspired me and i had a go then i thought well i'll just register for one dublin was coming up october 2012 i ran my first one and now i've, I've done 18 now so i want to run 100 i've run three moscows and september last year was the quickest i've ever run in my life i ran 326 and i love the moscow marathon it's a great day out can't really understand what people are saying to me, but I just say, <laughs> and keep going, and it's brilliant. And Andy comes down and meets me on oh, yeah. his bicycle. The he cycles along with the, the <laughs> last 5K and cheers me on. Exactly. And shouts yeah. at me for going too fast on my bike. Yeah, well, I'm whilst throwing jelly beans out the back. Oh yeah. no, I mean, I mean, well, that, 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 that's what friends are for, isn't it? So, yeah. I know, Andy has a question to throw across to you, Andy. Yeah, well, I was just saying, just a little anecdote, really, because I remember in 2011, we were watching the uh, Ireland-Russia game, and uh, we were late to turn up to the Luzhniki Stadium, so we had to run the last kilometre, and this was in 2011, right? And I remember running, thinking, where's Ender? And I looked behind, and Ender was a bit out of breath and a bit out of shape. Anyway, 18 <laughs> marathons later, this is incredible, and you're going to go to Kenya, aren't you? Um, yes. In a few months' time, and you're not just going to run one marathon there. You're going to run four. Is that right? In four days? Five. 
Five so, and five so with days my training partner. Heat. Tell us yeah, about so that. So August the 1st, August the 1st, uh, it's a race called the Fur Rangers Ultra. And it's an aid of the Rangers who stop people killing the rhino in Kenya, and the money raised goes towards these rangers. It's the first ever series of marathons they've done in Kenya for this, and it's 230 kilometres in five days, so 46 kilometres a day at altitude, northern Kenya, in August, against Kenyan runners, and you've got to carry your food, your water, and a sleeping bag, and a medical kit in your rucksack. So it's going to be a tough run, but we're going to give it a go, and uh, quietly confident. Listen, can you not do it on horseback? Maybe it would be a bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be a lot easier. It would be a lot easier. But I we're going to do it. I run with my friend. I run with my friend, and she's an ambassador for Save the Rhino, and she got me into uh, this madness. I was going to say, how do you Andy's recover? Sorry, can I ask, please? <laughs> how do you recover this for, for cow? Just, so, so is it magic? Some good magic or no, something? No there's, no, there's no magic at all. It's, it's going to be lots of water, um, recovery drinks. Uh, carbohydrates and then just you know just food I'll, I'll just have nuts raisins uh, rice pasta bit of chocolate and keep going and uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited I'm excited I'm, I'm lighter than I've ever been in my life I'm fitter than I've ever been and I think it'll be the ultimate challenge and uh, as soon as we get off the finishing line uh, on stage 5 and 230 kilometres gone Pivo Pajolsta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. But now, back, back, back to some pathetic news. Uh, we're reading lots of uh, scare stories coming out of England right now about Russian fans and hooligans. Have you any worries on this? I have zero worries. You know, I've been to your country five, six times. Me and Andy have been to football. I've been to his wedding, run Moscow Marathon quicker than most Russians. I think it's going to be a wonderful World Cup. I'm very excited and privileged to be coming. I will be there covering it for Sky News, reporting on the games. I'm going to Moscow, Volgograd, Nizhny Novgorod and Kaliningrad and then wherever else England end up, assuming they get out of the group. I think it's going to be a brilliant World Cup and I'm genuinely, genuinely excited about the World Cup that Russia is going to show and show people the real Russia. It's just a great, great party every four years, and I think Russia will put on a World Cup to be proud of. Listen, that is brilliant news. And then, uh, I mean, uh, just I'm, I'm, I'm just one more question for you because I could hear the you know, the, the Wexford accent coming in at the end. <laughs> and listen, very importantly, Wexford hurling is on a bit of an upright now at the moment. So, and Kilkenny's in flux, of course. So, could this be the first All Ireland since '96? I'm not so sure. We've got some great young players coming through. So hurling is our game with the sticks and the ball played at frenetic pace and it looks like 30 men beating each other up with sticks. Uh, it's very skillful. I think Wexford, we're coming back. We've certainly got some young players. And what makes me feel old is lots of the young guys coming through now. When I was a kid cheering them on, their dads were playing. So oh. we're coming back. Kilkenny, are probably, Kilkenny and Tipperary and Galway are where it's at right now, but we're knocking on the door. Listen, that's the most important thing. Listen, I know you're heading down to cover start of the Giro. So, uh, listen, if you if yes. you have time, would you would you accept a call from us when we're call, when, when you're there? Absolutely. If you could, in fact, if you call me this time next week, I will be in Jerusalem uh, ahead of an interview with Chris Froome and Team Sky. So it's a big week ahead. Um, but I think everyone in Team Sky, are looking at the team roster that's been put out today to support Froome, it's the strongest possible. And I think he's going to go very, very close to winning the Giro d'Italia in May in Italy and making history. Well, listen, it, just a quick one. You, you, you know, you've interviewed and you, you've had exclusives with him. Um, is he under a lot of mental pressure with all the, the stuff that's going on at home right now? 
I think Chris Froome is a formidable athlete. He's a wonderful man. He is a genius on the bike and a gentleman off it. I think he's under pressure to perform, to get out there. What he does best is win bike races, and I think he's going to answer a lot of critics. I'll let him speak for himself next week. We'll do the interview. There'll be a news conference. I think he's a great guy. I've spent six years around this guy, in and out of hotel rooms, interviews. I've seen him on the bike. I've seen how he handles the pressure, how he speaks to fans, how humble he is. I think he is a wonderful guy, and he's got some issues at the moment that he wants to resolve. He's confident he has done nothing wrong, but I'll speak to you next week after I've spoken to him, and I'll tell you exactly what he told me. And listen, thank you so much for taking our call, and thank you, Andy, for sorting that yeah, out. And listen, pleasure, yeah. we'll, we'll, and look, we'll thank see you, you here when you're here this summer as well, okay? Pleasure, guys. Look forward to it. Spotty knocky. Paka paka. Paka paka. I'm so much Russian, by the way. Okay, we're, go, we're going out to the break. We're going to play out with something that he is definitely not going to feel like doing when he finishes those five marathons in five days. This is the Scissor Scissors, Scissor Sisters even, and I don't feel like dancing. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
more. We are on to the final part of Capital, Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital event for this night. Coming from a kind of a, a not too bad, it's not wet anywhere here in Moscow this evening. Um, however, uh, we still have uh, Andrew Farmer of Russia today. He is still with us. And of course, very, very shortly, in about four minutes, Bayern are going to kick off with Real. So we're going to keep an eye on that before the end of the show. And uh, Nikki Stay will keep updates coming during the nights. Yeah, we still have our competition on, so you have chance to win Super VIP tickets to the next Locomotive home match. You just have to text Go Locker. Oh, go Vi- Loco. Go Loco. Yes, uh, you can send it to Viber and WhatsApp also uh, on number plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Exactly. So you get texting. You win two VIP tickets. That's food, drink, program, the whole lot, and chance to meet us at the stadium. May. Sunday May the, or Saturday May fifth sorry or Sunday May fifth that's right um, okay so I want to go back to something that that, that we were kind of discussing off air uh, and sort of Nick Nick and I were discussing before we came into the show this evening uh, that we were part of last week which was uh, of course Champ Talks two thousand eighteen so we kicked off with Dimitri Sitchov. Um now I find it fascinating like his career insights and what he's gone through and so on so Nicky what what stood out for you. Uh, from from what he was telling us? Well, actually, not from what he was telling us, but uh, everything that stood out for me most was actually the people that were asking questions and how prepared they were. It just, it felt like everyone was a specialist in the field of football and his life. Just, I thought that was amazing. Me? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was surprised, actually, by the way. He's quite nice, nice guy, and it's interesting to, to talk with uh, former <laughs> football players, like almost formal, let's say, like this. Uh, and uh, it's just interesting to know some uh, some things that we cannot get while they're in the team, you know, like while they're like so famous. And it's it's really it was really interesting. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, well, for me as well. Um uh, well, I was going to mention Chris Froome too because well, time, we were talking with Ender, yeah, with, with Ender, because this time last year, well, pretty much this time last year, when he won his uh, fourth Tour de France, uh, I was in England and then went along to meet him. A lot of people were looking to sign autographs, etc. But he was exactly as Ender said; he was so calm and polite. He is a gentleman, and uh, I think he was signing autographs and talking to people for it must have been an hour and a half, two hours. And every time somebody came up to him, he would just slip into a regular chat. And I remember chatting him about. Was he going to go for the Giro and the Tour? And he looked at me and he sort of sighed and sort of said, I think he just knew the work burden and said, yes, I will. Uh, of course, all this has um, transpired since and he's failed drugs test. But I, I really like the guy. And he could, I talked to him and said, have you got any tips for me for cycling on descending? And he just sort of gave me a five-minute sort of little chat on it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was impressed with who, with who he is. You know, and, and I know there's a lot of um, people now have got strong opinions about what he appears to have done uh, but you also have to say he, he doesn't have to go through this he doesn't have to ride the Giro or the Tour he could easily pull out and say well I'll wait till this investigation's over And some, um, but he's decided not to and some people are claiming well that's because he's putting his own interests before the sport he's getting and the paid, interest, he's getting paid. Also, yeah. but at the same time he's driven and he believes he's innocent and he's prepared and can sustain the pressure and probably as Ender said he could still win it despite everything so it would be a I big turn up for the books if he did. If he did a double, it is, and it would be a huge scandal too. And I remember when Alberto Contador, I mean, he was in a similar position, and uh, he, I think he rode, um, he won the Giro despite a positive test, remember that, for yeah. Clembuterol. And at the previous year, he'd, run, he'd won the Tour de France, and he ended up losing both titles. But listen, okay, so he's under investigation right now for doping. He was like, you know, two times over for, for uh, in, inhaler, self-butamol. Yeah, self-butamol. Now, 
Should should he okay, regardless if he's should he just say listen or should the sport say you're not gonna compete until this investigation's taken care of? Well they can well yeah, they they could do, but the protocol is that it doesn't happen. So, I mean, his argument is, look, I'm just following protocol. This is, these are the regulations. This is what we're allowed to do. This is what I'm going to do. Now, he doesn't have to. He could withdraw if he wanted to, I suppose, and wait for the conclusion of this investigation. But he's decided not to. So he's not breaking any rules by competing. Of course not. No, because he's um, allowed. He hasn't been yeah. convicted yet. Which and is... and he, in his own mind, and in Sky's mind, they believe vehemently they've done nothing wrong. And they're continuing to try and prove this. Although, I mean, we should say that their initial argument wasn't accepted by the UCI and now it's gone to an independent um, anti-doping tribunal which we'll hear the result of. The expectation is we'll hear the result of that before the Tour de France. Something that was like, brought up by people because of his cadence, his riding style and uh, the you know, pedal, like way he pedals and so on is that with motorised doping um, do you think that that'll be an issue? Will that come up for Sky? Because you see, he sits down and effortlessly sort of moves up through the ranks and up a, up a mountain where other guys are the normal yeah, out but, of the saddle. But, but also stronger riders do that. I mean, it, it's, the strongest rider will always look like they glide past everybody else. So, But, I mean, it's an issue, motor doping. It's, um, it's a separate issue to doping, but it's another form of cheating. Now, I've no idea to the extent that's gone on, or if it has gone on, but presumably because they're introducing all these X-ray machines at races, they believe something has gone on. It's been um, proven. It's been proven yeah. that like some of them are, well, well, that they can be it can be used, but yeah. it's very very hard. I'm, to what look, extent and by who? Who knows? I, I'd rather a guy have a, no. Okay, cycling people would say it's wrong, but I'd rather them have a, a, a motor in a bike than you know subbootable in their veins because at least. You know, look, 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 like uh, many riders just like dropping dead. Yeah, but what's your you excuse know? if you get caught? <laughs> you can't I say you, fast, you go right? for, my girlfriend kissed my bike. Yeah, you can't exactly. say use that one, can exactly. you? Because yeah. a couple of we- a couple of weeks ago we had. Uh, well, uh, they still can create something, you know. Uh, you can always be there. It, 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 it's always some fantastic story. So it's just yeah, interesting. Well, that, it, it that's just, an issue it, it, I have with, with doping controls at the moment because it, in my mind now I've reached the point where I'm thinking if if you do fail, I'm sorry, that's it. You, you suffer a ban because. The extraordinary excuses that get heard then can't be proven against, uh, and as a result, players seem to get let off. Now, maybe that's unfair for me to say so, and maybe there have been genuine cases, but we've heard a lot of tall stories, particularly in tennis too. Oh, in tennis, yes, we have like yeah. oh, such a big Well, last week, la- or two weeks ago, at the, uh, the, at the college, the Russian State Social University yeah. College, we were, we, you, were, you and Ksenia Pervik were asked that question directly, and you both answered very, very well, and Ksenia went on, and well, you did as well, a bit like basically that... The, the, the suspicion is that top 10 players are all doping. They have to dope because of the the, the amount of travel, the amount of... They yeah, put but their this is what through. actually a long time ago, uh, father of uh, Marion Bartoli said, like, how do they want to... Uh, you want to see all tennis players, like top 10, uh, playing semis and finals in all these big tournaments, jumping around, like, all the world from Australia to Asia, from Asia to States, from States back to Europe, and then you have to play every single week, and then they want to stay them clean? How? Uh, well, <laughs> this is the question, and this, is, and, and, and it all, it, this comes to st- back to football as well. We are discussing but, before we come on I have to say, it generates suspicion, um, and it's unfair to say... You are doping because you're tra- doing all this travelling and you're in the top ten just solely for those reasons. But there's no um, transparency in sport about how these no. athletes achieve what they achieve. So, for example, if Chris Froome was able to say, oh, come, 
presenters or reporters can stay with me for a year and see how I do it, but that doesn't happen in sport. And no. you can argue, okay, I'll give away all the trade secrets and then I won't be the best. Okay, fair enough. But at the same time, if that doesn't happen, people are always suspicious. But well, this is, Paul Kimmage said, when, when Ireland, of course, won the Grand Slam in rugby. Uh, by the way, last weekend, Leinster won the European Cup semi final and Munster lost. So uh, Leinster play uh, Racing uh, 92 from France in the European Cup final in Bilbao in a couple of weeks. But anyway, he said, you let me in. Now, we said this on air. He said, you let me in. Uh, show me all your medicines. What you like? Oh, not him. Reporters. And we report on it and then let the people make the decisions. Like, so you show us because they show that the, the Irish rugby had the highest number of TUEs, the, uh, using these very, very strong drugs exemptions. Like, they were using banned drugs more often than, like, other sports. Why? Is it keep people on the pitch, keep them playing, like in tennis, get them to the next tour, get them playing? And I mean, Xenia herself saw that, like when her, her body broke down in the end. You know, she, she told us here, so. Mm. It, it uh, also depends on the body, actually, you know, on the physical this, condition. Yes, of, uh, exactly. Every individual player, sportsman, anyone, you know, any person in the world. That's, I, that's what it is, also. It is, it is. I mean, look, okay, look, won't go back just into. Let's move away from doping for a yeah. second. Talk something nice. One, one thing back on um, with uh, uh, Dimitri Sitchov was one thing that he said um, that was quite interesting was about you know the kind of the loneliness. He got emotional with the, like loneliness being away from home. And I mean, Nikki, I mean, you 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 went to school in the states. That's right. But you don't only feel lonely. You feel separated also from your culture because you're just taken away from your home and put into this completely different atmosphere. But there is a very big plus to this because also you gain two different cultures at the same time and that way you kind of become a person of the world and it's easier when you live further on it's a cool experience but very That's, lonely yeah at first. Uh, lonely yeah, exactly because I mean, you did say i mean i mean when you were touring i mean okay a lot of times you're touring with your mom but when you were on no, your own like in the last five years <laughs> not not most of the time no and did you feel, find it lonely when you were traveling yeah, of course you always feel like this, especially when you lose, you know, this is the worst <laughs> feeling. No, but it's, no, 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 I'm laughing because you're <laughs> it right. It sounds I mean, funny, I mean. but you know, you travel, for example, you go to Asia, you go for three weeks and then first tournament, for example, you lose first round, you feel like a piece of shit, I'm sorry for the, my language, and then you have to stay alone, uh, especially, uh, I, why I mentioned Asia, because uh, it's, like Nikki said, it's completely different, different culture. And uh, um, before, not a lot of players from Europe or somewhere from States went to Asia. And we were just few of us, like 10 people out of 32 players, you know, and plus 32 qualifying. So just count, you know, and that's what it is. And of course, you feel lonely, you feel... How you're really uh, humiliating, you know, you feel like so bad and then you have to stay two more weeks and uh, to show some result even for yourself. This is like sometimes... It's very, very, very tough. Yeah, it's I very mean, because I mean, like Andy and I, we're, we're both like here, like far, far away from mm. home. But like you, you left home early to go to, like, to, to work away from home. Yeah, well, in yeah. In a different city. That's, that's right. Yeah, when you sort of, you know, late teens, then you go <clears throat> move away and work, work on newspapers, etc. That's where I met Ender both in Leeds, working for the Yorkshire Evening Post. He'd moved over from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. He'd got a job for AP before that. And then I'd, I'd moved up to Yorkshire prior to that to get an indenture on a local newspaper before moving on. So anyway, people do move, don't they, to, to get 
get work and effectively if you're a, a professional tennis player you have to move everywhere to get work uh, yeah <laughs> of course but i think this is the one of the points uh, uh, that you keep going actually <laughs> that sometimes you when you to. feel this separate and that, mm. yeah that you you have to force yourself no. and that's how it works just ask when you're on tour you said if you got knocked out in the first round you still have to stay around for two weeks what, what are you doing for those two weeks Practice. You have practice, to. Right? Yeah, actually, that's what practice, you have yeah. also to force yourself to, to to go next day on court and do some. Um, okay, maybe not even court. Do some physical exercises right. and then also practice on court. And you don't want to uh, to even see court close. Yeah. <laughs> closer than 500 meters, but that's tennis, what you yeah. have to do. Yes. Right. So they've booked you into your hotel room for the duration of the tournament, have they? And you've got to stay there. And um, yeah, but how, how it works normally, they pay until you are in the tournament, and then you just when you're out, then you have to uh, cover everything by yourself. So that's that's what it is. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to wrap up quite soon. Uh, first, of all, someone who actually will well, he might have listened in tonight, but he does listen in on occasion. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Vladislav Tretiak, of course, the, the great uh, ice hockey keeper. He it's his birthday today. He turns sixty-six today. This guy's a vampire because he looks about 20. But anyway, that's him. He's a huge, big man, lovely, lovely guy. Uh, so happy birthday, uh, Mr. Tretiak. Um, and also, just to say that, talking about birthdays, this uh, this past weekend on the 22nd of April was one year since we kicked off with uh, Capital Sports. Uh, we'd, there was a pilot the week before, and then myself and Max started, and of course, you got ready to come in. And uh, we've had lots of DJs, but very few of them want to come back on the show. <laughs> Nikki's one of the brave ones. We've had lots and lots of guests. We're very lucky with our, with our director, Sasha. So, Sasha, if you do listen, sometimes he only, he only listens when we make mistakes. He, he seems to <laughs> be up. Right? Yeah, it is. He knows when we make a mess up. So, he probably heard you cursing the two, two minutes ago. But, um, Sasha, oh, okay. if you listen, thank you very, very much uh, for everything you've done and, and to help us push it along. Um, and to all of our guests who've been here and so on. It's, it, you know, it's, 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 been a, it's been a roller coaster. You know, it's been fun. It has been, you know. It is. Yeah. Successful, though. How many listeners? Um... Quite Many, a lot. Quite a, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hens and over, well, lots Not enough lot. fingers to count. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'd have to take off my shoes to count <laughs> on my toes as well, in terms of thousands. No, a lot. And a lot around the world, as, as Nick's saying, we've got like uh, the Paul Kimmich podcast at 53 countries around the world downloaded it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's boom. Right. So we're going well. And with the World Cup coming up, we're, we're, we're fully set. So, Andrew Farmer, thank you very much for coming Pleasure, in. Pleasure. Thanks, Al. And we're going to get you thanks, in a couple guys. of weeks. And thank you. And it was you who got ended, Brady. I have to say that. So you oh, got he's a top man. Ended. Get him back. Yeah, he's very, very good. good. Yeah. Nikki, thank you so, so much. Thank for, you. For last week and for not tonight as well. And thank Nikki, you. And just so we know, it's you, still nil-nil um, between Bayern. It's six, uh, nine minutes gone, still nil-nil. So Ronaldo hasn't taken off his shirt just yet. Ekaterina, thank you very much. Because you, you're running back to an art exhibition. Yeah, of course. Where I have it? to. It's uh, in Grand Turuk on Leningradka. Okay, so anyone who's going to go run back there. We're going to let her away. So all good things come to an end, and sadly so does this capital sports. Uh, and we're not here next week due to the holidays, sadly. But we will We will have end on in a couple of weeks. And we'll have BBC Sports Editor, yes, that BBC, Dan Rohn. He will be on as a guest in uh, on the 9th of May. So to play us out, we have the most appropriate song for what's happening in the Russian Premier League in the title race. Uh, also what's happening generally in the world, and I was saying like in, 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 in our uh, one, year uh, birthday uh, for a couple of sports it's been a long year long lots of ups and downs this song was brought back to life thanks to Beavis and Butthead so that was kind of like I guess Beavis and Butthead would be you and Enda like playing oh, PlayStation thanks. yeah sorry sorry I just had that straight away <laughs> this inspiration <laughs> the two Ronnies uh, so this is the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Love Roller Coaster we'll catch you all in a fortnight Capital Sports with Alan Moore